Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. It's Bud Pod 178, I believe. 178... This might not sound great. Yes, it might not sound great because I've lost the connector for our fancy microphone. Yes, Pierre has. Um, uh, but that is something that we will take responsibility for as a team. Yes. Uh, that's what the Bud Pod ethic is. We've just been scanning, uh, well, uh, <clears throat> uh, crawling over the streets of uh, Edinburgh trying to find a replacement cable. But um, Yeah. We went to the place that sells TVs. We went to the weird place that sells phone accessories from the 90s and noughties. And vapes. And vapes. We went to the pretentious uh, music shop for actual music kit. We went to a, a DJ equipment shop that had, when we turned up, it had a yellow... It's a crime scene. It looked like a, it looked like a police do not cross tape across the front door and a, and a sign that said it was open but that you could only enter on appointment. Yeah, and the door was like locked. And inside it wasn't set up like a shop, it was set up like a mad room full of those like DJ suitcases. And, and in, in it were two old men who looked too old for the equipment they were selling, really. Yeah. They, they, yeah, they... They looked like Mr. Ollivander from the wand shop They looked like Harry they should Potter. have been selling gramophones and <laughs> that, that microphone that all the crooners have in the photos. Yes. Like the one that looks like, it looks like a mask from the new Star Wars. Yeah. It looks like a Sith. It's got horizontal lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's all shiny. And we, and we knocked on the door and the guy waddled over and said, yes, can I help you? And so instantly I was like, okay, so it's not by appointment only then. Yeah, you've, you're just mad. <laughs> You, for some reason, people have been, I don't know, bothering you here in this DJ cave. <laughs> Parting you from your precious stock. <laughs> they were the kind of old guys that they should be looking at gems through a little glass <laughs> thing in their eye. Yeah, they, they were guarding their, 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 their stock of mixing desks and subwoofers with the jealousy of a dragon guarding its pile of gold. <laughs> it was very odd. It is the, it's the kind of shop that you enter that makes you go, why did you open a shop? Yeah. This feels like the last thing you wanted to do. Who's made you do this? <laughs> Who cursed you? Which witch did you insult? <laughs> when, you, when you said to the witch, I wish, I wish I had access to loads of DJ equipment. And the horrible curse part of the wish was, you'll have to run a shop! <laughs> <laughs> no, I hate the public. Uh, um, it was weird. It was thoroughly strange. And isn't it weird, Phil, that even those men, and how extremely old they were, you sort of go, oh, they were old. They shouldn't be doing modern DJ stuff. And then you go, wait, Mick Jagger's old. That's true. And it's really hard to get your head around the fact that like, when you meet someone who's like, the age of Mick Jagger, which I guess is what, 75, I'm guessing? Mm-hmm. That 
there's like there's a non-zero chance that like Mick Jagger in the 70s they were just wearing leather pants and constantly fucking <laughs> yeah but it's only the thing and um you know when you when you see someone like a photo or video of someone who like was there at the birth of the internet they're like they're fucking old yeah so you go oh yeah i guess it would yeah i guess you would be old but they look like the the kind of people that you normally have to help <laughs> to just physically open the laptop that's it yeah because they look like your parents they're like they can't know what they're doing but they they invented it yeah you go you don't there's no way you're, you're when you get gray hair the grayness is the memory of cool stuff leaving. I remember when I first started, I think it was my first show, I did a Leicester Comedy Festival, and I was in this tiny poxy little room, and I think there was maybe six people in or something. Yeah. And um, I had a bit about like talking about computers and going, oh, you know, people don't understand computers, and I just pointed at some random guy in the front, and was like, oh, you probably don't know what I'm talking about. And he was like, I was like a developer in the 80s. I know more than you do. I was like, oh, fuck, okay. And from that point on, I've just, I've just made a rule of not assuming that kind of thing about people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, like, and I remember a couple of years later seeing a comedian who's a gay guy uh, who, sh- you know, and, and doing a joke about, oh, you know, you probably don't know you are straight white man. How are you? Oh, you guys don't know what my life is. Are like, you straight white man? Point, point at the guy in the front and uh, I was like you don't know what I'm talking about do you and the guy was like I marched on Stonewall <laughs> <laughs> I'm the original yeah I'm the OG You're, I walk so you could fly I'm the OG the original gay and yeah <laughs> and I watched that happen and I went yeah it's computer guy there yeah. it is computer guy right there he, that's him learning <clears throat> the lesson I learned yeah a few years ago um, but like I wish I lived in a world where when I did a gig in front of a bunch of old people that I was like discovering that the, the whole time in the 70s they were all like banging in a commune or like trying to sell blow in Mexico or something. <laughs> but then they're always really conservative and you go, well, what, what were you fucking up to then? What, what do you mean? Well, like then, like that, this, this thing does happen, but it is an exception, right? Yeah. So I'm always annoyed around like, well, why can't you be like the, the cool old <laughs> people? Cool. Yeah. Where were you when the cool shit was happening? Yeah. And who are those people in our year, as it were, now? Yes. So that when we have grey hair, we could say things like, well, I did the fringe. I, I used to do gigs, we called them. I think about this sometimes. When we're old, when we're old, will we be one of the cool old people who surprise the young comics at the gig? When they ask us, like, <laughs> you probably don't, podcasts, you probably don't know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. We, 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 just you and me sat next to each other. We were the first. <laughs> we created the first worldwide phenomenon podcast. <laughs> you don't know what you're uh, we invented have, the podcast. Have you heard of anti-murder? <laughs> you know how every podcast is anti-murder now? Well, it was a lonely few years. Have it, you know how on every banknote it says Koji to the king? <laughs> Where do you think that came from? <laughs> and everyone's like, what? We ever, came up with... Ever laughed at a poo? <laughs> Thought so. What so? You're welcome. You've heard the fable of the lady who shat her pussy. <laughs> I just thought that was an urban myth. No! It happened! It was real. It was real! The nurse comes and sedates us. <laughs> A couple of syringes. Okay, Mr. Wang, Mr. Wang. That's enough for today. It's a syringe just like thwacking into the back of our necks. Yeah, like those army morphine needles. They just go wham into the arm. They don't even, it's not even like a plunge. They just <laughs> yeah, slam just it in. Click. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
And we're like, yeah, it was real. She shat her pussy. <laughs> we're just asleep. We're powering down. Yeah, I think it will be pretty cool. But I think that, you know, like all the cool old people will develop some sort of, like, un- unforeseeable reactionary view. Right. Like, like, society will be so different that we can't predict what will make us unreasonably upset. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And I think that is destined to happen. I think it has to happen. I think it's a natural order of things. I think I've, I've accepted that in advance in the same way I've accepted that I will get wrinkles. Yes. We just go, yeah, I can avoid it, but only with like a lot of effort. And almost actually, when I see old people who are now very down with the kids' perspectives on, on politics and stuff. Yeah. I kind of think, it's a bit embarrassing. <laughs> grow up. Yeah, grow up. That's what I think. think it, give me some bigotry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on. Be yourself. Don't. <laughs> hey, don't worry about the cool kids. Grow just... a spine, yeah. Grow a, grow a curved spine. <laughs> I wonder what it'll be. It could be fucking anything. You I, can't I predict bet, it. I bet it will be AI rights. That's what I'm going to be a bigot about. I'm like, the fucking circuits boards and everyone at the gig's like, <gasps> yeah, we'll, we'll say things like, but can't you just turn them off? And people will go, um, you can turn people off as well. <laughs> yeah. By killing them. And we're going to be like, no, that's kind of true, but it's not the same. Go, it is the same. Restarts are, are violence. <sighs> <laughs> I think it's going to be that, or maybe like there'll be aliens, or maybe or, meat, or, meat, or... Meat, yeah, that meat is unlikely, or maybe there'll be like some weird recursive thing where it's like rights for the Catholic Church. Yes, that's very likely, isn't it? That's where, very likely. Well, you'll just be like, well, when I was young, they were bad. They were in charge, kind of a bit in some places, and then and it was bad, and people going like, well, this world's changed now. Yes, they, they're under threat now, and you'd have to go. Oh, I don't like. Like that, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? That sort of the the that the Hitchens Dawkins era of of ang- of popular angry atheism is past now, and we're up, I guess because the battle's been pretty decisively won, especially in the UK. In the UK, it has. In America, it's just like yeah. But in the UK, making fun of Christians is it, it it's punching down now, which is crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's weird because it's like there's a state religion, and yeah. the Queen is the head of it. So it doesn't get much more establishment than that. And when you go, uh, oh, do you like Jesus? You can, everybody's like, oh, God, what yeah. leave him alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> leave him alone. Like pointing at the Archbishop of Canterbury. Leave him alone. Look at him. Like, yeah, the Archbishop of Canterbury dips his head and you can literally hear the jewels clanging. Yeah, clang, clang, clang. And you're like, oh, no, oh, come on, man. That's not cool. You made him clank his jewels. <laughs> you proud of yourself? <laughs> You proud of yourself, boy? Uh, that's so funny. Yeah, I think there could be something completely unexpected like that. Um, oh. I'm amazed that that hasn't happened more with just like Christians in like Egypt, like anywhere in the Middle East where well, Christ- the Christians had to like flee. Well, they were fleeing or being constantly fucking bombed and murdered. Yeah. And, yeah. But you know that would require some application of logic to international affairs. And or of interest. Course, or interest. Or interest. Um, yeah. Uh, How well we're we're here in the final run of the fringe, everyone. So if you if you want to, we're gonna paint for the listeners who don't understand. We're gonna paint you a mood board, right? Imagine um, if you've ever been on like a three day weekend festival, mm. a music festival. We're currently it's the Sunday afternoon. Yes, yes, yes. Before the bank holiday Monday. 
yeah. We've been here since Friday night. We had it absolutely large on Friday and Saturday. Yep. And now it's a Sunday afternoon. And, um, um, yeah, and, and, and it's essentially over, but you can't completely relax yet. No, because there's still a kind of another night. Yeah. And there's still loads of stuff on. Yeah. But also you're thinking about tomorrow and like, oh, there's going to be a lot of traffic and stuff because yeah. the roads aren't designed for the number of people here. You, yeah. And you sort of go, oh, do I, should I tr- risk trying to use a horrible shower? Should I just power through? Or? Yeah, you're still living in the moment, but you're starting to plan your exit. Yeah. Um, I'm leaving tomorrow at noon and I, I keep toying with the idea of staying a couple more days because it's just so fun but I'm just postponing I just, I have, I've got to get back and do work I've got to go and buy curtains <laughs> I've got to go home and buy curtains buying curtains is the opposite of the fringe <laughs> I think that's fair to say I haven't had, I'm coming up to a year in my new place and I haven't had curtains for the whole year. You're the most naturally aligned to daylight man. <laughs> yes. You're, you're, you've been living on the same sort of body clock as early man. Or a bird. Actually more like a bird because early man would have at least had a cave. <laughs> Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm excited to be leaving. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks to thanks to all the pod buds who came to my show. My run, my my limited run, is now finished, and it was a blast. So uh, if you came, thank you kindly. If you didn't and would like to, I'm on tour in the spring, which feels like a long way away now, but it'll be it'll, it'll happen soon enough. Yeah. So do check out my website for any dates. Pierre has another week of his excellent excellent show to perform. Till Sunday, baby. Till Sunday. So if you're around, we drop in. We uh, we just saw uh, Johnny White, really, really, hero of the podcast, hero of our of our hearts. Yes, um, truly, truly magnificent uh, underground comic um, who is hmm, just uh, hmm, who speak his his shows are are like stand up, but if stand up was, I don't know how you describe like it, like a poem or a classic novel. Yes, yes, yes. It's 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 something I've never seen before, and I think when you watch or have to be around as much stand up as we do, mm. you end up being like uh, you can categorize stuff fairly easily. So if someone comes on stage and is like, uh, you know, what's the fucking deal? We're like a big lad. Yeah. Like, give me a cheer if you fucking wee. You'd be like, yeah, I know this guy. 
Mm. Like, even if it's a guy you've never met before, you're like, yeah, this is like the kind of like Saturday night, bit laddie mm. category of comedy or whatever. Or someone comes on and they're being very sassy. You go, yeah, yeah, yeah sassy. Yep. I know yeah. there's a four or five people who are quite sassy who I've seen or even one liner guys or musical comedy or whatever. Stuff has categories or stylistic patterns. Yeah. But I can't think of anything that's like what Johnny does. No, no, I can't think of anyone who does it like he does. It's its own thing. And guys, if you want to check it out and, and give him some money as well, I think it's optional. You don't have to, but I, it would be nice if you did. If you go on to, if you search Bandcamp, uh, Johnny White, really, really. Um, there's a show called Pigeons. And Pigeons then, is fantastic. And then The Animals of Farthing Wood, I think, is the other special. And they're like hour-long stand-up specials, but without an audience. So it's more like an audiobook, And you have to just listen and decide where the things are funny or not. And I think if you like this podcast, and especially if you like our correspondence... You should uh, love it. Because, it's, yeah, it's beautifully written. It's so nicely written. And today's show was a special one-off at the Fringe, and it was great. Yeah. We both left feeling spiritually cleansed and energized. But then dirty, Pierre, by the streets of Edinburgh, which are currently feral. Because, yes. Because um, the bin men are on strike. The bin men, uh, and indeed the bin women, and, bin, and the bin them. The bin them. All the bin people are on strike. Although I've, I haven't seen any... They have all... The striking bin men, I've, they've been men. But anyway, the point is they're on strike. And what a month to go on strike. It, yeah, it, is literally the, it is literally the plot of Joker. <laughs> yes. The streets are filled with trash. Like, it's yeah. that kind of sentiment. And they really are. Like, um, the, the, it is pretty Bins fucking... Bins are overflowing and it's just like... It's fucking gross. Yeah, rotting garbage in the street. It's real... It's real end of world stuff. It looks like footage you see from like New York in the late 70s. Well, I was just about to say the last time I was in this much urban filth was San Francisco or, yeah. or downtown Portland. Yeah. Um, which also messes. And like the fringe is normally quite a rubbishy sort of street vibe. So for us to say it's filthy, you've got to understand the scale of what we mean. It's like. And we like poo. And we think Pooh's great. We're big, we're Pooh fans. We're on board. We're on board. And even we're like, come on, everything in its place. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everything where nature intended it to be. It looks like every square meter of street is like in the morning when a fox tipped over your bin. Yeah. Or ripped open a bag and the wind has just gone, and it's just like, un, un, uh, non-decomposing rubbish as well. Yeah, yeah. It's all very Watchmen. Yes. Yes, dystopian. Very dystopian. And, and as we, we, we briefly bumped into friend friend of ours and good comedian Tom Rosenthal. Oh, yeah. And he was pointing out that it was like um, a kind of horrible metaphor where it's like there's just like rubbish and like crap everywhere and like plastic bottles rattling about and just people handing out pictures of their own face or whatever. It's kind of like, comedy? Comedy? Yeah, yeah. People, like, people, people literally looking for distraction in a tip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and people handing out rubbish <laughs> yeah random yeah. bits of paper to add to the rubbish there we go rubbish, just yeah. like as if someone had stood in the middle of the street with one of those like 100 packs of napkins and was just going la 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 and just throwing them into the air ugh <laughs> the sooner the fringe goes completely digital the better yeah I'm, I'm trying to think there must be a digital equivalent to fly, flyering I mean I guess it's just sponsored, sponsored posts sponsored posts but and then I guess like you'd be trying to out budget each other for the 
targeted sponsored posts for like people on Instagram who like comedy. And also, like. the point of flyering is that you could connect with someone who wouldn't have seen it otherwise. And yeah. you know, the, the stuff you get targeted with will always, always be contingent on some algorithm's decision on who you are as a person. So yeah, it will never be exactly the same unless there's some kind of randomized. Also, if you're good at flyering, you can talk yourself from an empty room in the morning to a full room by the time you do your show at night. Yeah. It's very like old school skill. A lot of people don't have the charisma or the energy, but I mean, it is my, possible. My main issue with it is just the waste. I just hate the waste of it. It's tremendously wasteful, and the, we wouldn't need it to be so wasteful if people could just hold details in their memory for even a second. Unless the equivalent is like, flyers just have QR codes and they just go to people and say, hey, can I tell you about my show? And then if the person likes it, they just take the camera and they... Well, it's just like a sandwich board or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like my flyers have QR codes, but it's... But still, it's still on a flyer. It still has to be handed out to some degree. Um, yeah. It is a shame, but then I guess like, you know, <laughs> the booming printing industry is a, a big fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the pocket of big print. Big printer. We are. Um... I guess overall, there's still a lot less paper going around than there used to be. Yeah, well, there's just... Because, I mean, do you think the the reduction in sort of notes and letters and all the, all the stuff that the internet is... Yeah. Do you think that makes up for all the flyers? All the waste That's of interesting. There? How much energy does an email use and how many bits uh, of tree is that worth? Yes. That is exactly the kind of bean counting calculation people would engage in. Ahead it's a hard of. calculation to make, I guess, because of like different energy and trees. Are quite different. Someone would spend a year doing that instead of just spending a year agitating for us to ban the import of oil or something. <laughs> like something that would have a difference. Yeah, 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 yeah. But overall, it's been a fun time. Thank you to Edinburgh. Thank you to the people. Thank you to the noodles I've eaten here. Oh, I still haven't gone to Noodle and Dumpling. Not once? No. Oh my god. I just have never. Got the shit together. I need to do that. I need to do that. I'm you terrible, awful asshole. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know, yeah. Even during your limited run, we didn't quite manage to, to link up into the noodle place. One day, Phil, you'll have the courage to do an unlimited run. <laughs> <laughs> it's a first, it's an industry first, the unlimited the unlimited fringe. <laughs> He'll die up there. Infinite fringe. <laughs> He'll die up there. One man refuses to let the party die. <laughs> Just flying in the pouring sleet and slush of a winter Edinburgh. <laughs> Sun setting at 3pm. Have you ever been here in January? Edinburgh in January? Hmm. I don't... I think so. I'm, I'm pretty sure I've been here when... Oh, no, yes, I have. I've been here for New Year's once. I went Hogmanay. I've been here. I've done a Hogmanay in Edinburgh. Well, that would be quite cheerful, but I, if you have to ever just spend like a, a random three days... Right, right, right. And just like... Oh, it's very different. End of January, you're like, oh, yeah. it's so dark yeah, yeah, yeah. and cold. Yeah. It is like um, the capital of some sort of haunted ice kingdom. It is still marvellous. The, yeah, the most depressing place I've been in Scotland is Aberdeen, which really doesn't have, sorry about Aberdonians, but doesn't have anything going for it, I don't think. <laughs> I don't think it does. It's got, I think Trump has a golf course there, and it and it's not incongruous. Oil? It has oil going for it, that's for sure. Oil? Oil. And a terrible heroin problem. Um, really? I think it's, 
Yeah, yeah, I think it's uh, because... I don't think it happened. Yes, because the, um, all the ships, all the oil ships come through the um, the Gulf and through the yes, um, through the Mediterranean and everything, and they stop. It's the first place they stop at the UK. And they're, they're smuggling it, or the smuggling comes out there. Oh, yeah. I think that's right. Yeah. I've always wondered about yeah, what is it about Scotland that has made it such a such a drugs problem center i mean obviously there are comparable places in the rest of the uk but scotland's got the rep doesn't it yeah it's just long dark winters or something the cold i mean you know there's there's such a high there's such um a high correlation between cold and depression anyway and suicide yeah. i mean look at iceland and, yeah. and darkness especially long long periods of darkness um, and just staying indoors it's only so many ways to keep yourself entertained indoors i guess i wonder if like i remember reading in one of frankie boyle's books where like in between just like lists of one-liners he didn't use on mock the week he would actually write some good prose and one of them was like um saying something like oh i i struggle to explain to english people how impossible it is to do anything in scotland in winter right he was like We'd, i tried to once make a pilot for a tv show in winter and it was like everybody was moving in slow motion like uh -huh. un underwater like Gosh, yeah, it's like yeah. paul is cast over them yeah and i thought oh yeah that's probably right isn't it and i think it's why scotland has such a I mean, put punches above its weight so much in terms of engineering and invention, and the, the amount of inventions that have, like, vital inventions that have come out of Scotland. It's just, yeah. just these sort of hobbyists in just stuck indoors all day, just tinkering. <laughs> Do you think, in an effort to keep up with the technological innovations coming out of America and China, we should just put more people indoors? Um, yes, I, I think I think the reason for um, Britain's drop in. Uh, technological output has been global warming. Yes, it's too, it's too nice out. Yeah, it's too nice out now. Yeah. <laughs> Put away that temporary barbecue, get inside, and work on a tidal generator <laughs> with less friction energy loss. Mate, you can have a tin in the park when we're working on cold fusion. Yeah. I think we're getting to fusion. I can't wait for fusion. Well, I mean, Imagine the, just well, the fucking thing is we, we should be doing fission now anyway. This is yeah. my new bugbear. It's like we, <laughs> have, we need so many more nuclear power plants and it's so... Uh, and they're being decommissioned. They're being I'm, decommissioned. I will rent a flat in a nuclear power plant. Yes. Yeah, That's how much I don't care about the well, alleged... that's how safe it is. Of course. It's so, so safe. And, every, and everyone keeps going on, we need an answer, an answer to the climate crisis. We have one. We've had one since the 50s. We could have been carbon neutral since the 50s Ugh. basically it's so uh, imagine imagine once we get fusion cold fusion imagine the idea of a, of a world where someone going like um oh no i forgot to turn the lights off when i left the house it's just like why it's just like we have our own sun <laughs> you could just have everything constantly charging just like just like constantly just like electricity like you could do whatever you wanted with electricity it's just, ugh. it's amazing what a couple of disasters will do to a perfectly good technology. Yeah. You could, if we had cold fusion, air condition the world. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. Because there would be no downside. Yeah. Because you're not burning anything to do it. Yeah. You, yeah. Could have, you could have heated greenhouses growing fucking pineapples in Yorkshire forever. <laughs> This is now an anti-murder, pro-nuclear power. Anti-murder, pro-nuclear. We're setting our stall out. Do you laugh at poo? Do you like nuclear power? Are you anti-murder? We've got a podcast for you. 
then the atom bomb is where we're conflicted. <laughs> as long as <laughs> as long as the nuclear bomb is used in a, a sort of like Geneva Convention recognized war, like a, right. a just war, right? Yeah, we're we're, we're then then yeah. If there's a way it can be used in an exclusively nuclear tar uh, military target, yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to the Oppenheimer movie actually. Ooh, it looks quite good. It looks very broody. I guess yeah, you got to be broody. I was reading uh, on Twitter about the the terrible accidents that happened in the Manhattan Project. Don't mean broody or brooding. Broody means Oppenheimer wanted a baby. Uh, I guess he sort of did. He had a baby, he and a what baby. a baby it was! He had a little boy. He had a little boy. Thank you. Thank you. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. That's good stuff. That's good fuck. I mean, look. What other podcasts? Yeah. <laughs> can make a pun reference about a misunderstood word describing Oppenheimer's fucking... Come on! <laughs> Come on! It's highbrow! Uh, um, yes, it looks brooding and cool. And I'm sort of... I'm, I was reading about all the deaths that happened where, like, a physicist dropped a brick of cesium onto a brick of something else. Or, oh. or some, you know, yeah. isotope. And, like, it just sort of fused into each other and just immediately just went, like... And just irradiated him immediately really yeah and he was dead 28 days later Oy. this guy was 24 he died after 28 days of like obviously serious unpleasantness Ugh. but like while he was dying in like this like lead lined hospital room was like describing all his symptoms really accurately scientifically for research purposes <sighs> now that's fucking metal that's dedication yeah if that happened to me I'd just like shoot me now I don't care if there's anything to learn from me I don't, I don't, I don't care I really hate the idea of like there being this big flash of light and, and you knowing <sighs> that two metals have touched and this like invisible force has done something and you're just like uh oh and in the moment, you don't feel bad. You'd want to feel like you'd been shot. Because functionally, you have been shot. But you'd just like, oh, oops, that's me forever. Terrible. Oh, awful, awful. Yeah, really frightening. Um, Still pro-nuclear power, though, baby. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. They're working on thorium reactors, I think, with like thorium oh, salts. Oh, yes, you mentioned this. Yeah. yeah, they'll figure that out. They'll figure it out, and it'll all be gravy. But while they are figuring it out, Pierre is doing his stand-up show for one more week. That's at right. Fringe, and it's really fantastic. Four <laughs> stars across, four and five stars across the board. That's right. You've got to get, get on down. You better get on down before I uh, um, just cancel it in favor of going and trying to build my own fusion reactor in the woods. And, I mean, you, you talk about um, capturing, the, uh, capturing the power of a star. Well, <laughs> We've done it. Pierre Novelli. <laughs> 6 10 p.m. I'd like to bow. <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, just the shorter one this week, guys, because we don't have a microphone and also we just feel sick, don't we? <laughs> yeah. We're very, very tired. And I guess part of the reason we're tired is because we spent like two hours hiking around Edinburgh asking mysterious old Scottish men for cables that they either did not have or were not willing to provide. I also, well, I had a late one last night, which you bowed out of early because you had a hangover. But I now, fled. But now I have, it's not a hangover, I'm just a bit like, I'm just a bit squidgy. I feel like, um, tired. yeah, I feel like uh, my organs, you know, sometimes you look at roast beef and it's sort of rainbow. Oh, yeah. It's a bit green and shiny. Yes, yes, yes. And it's fine, but you go, ooh, I feel like my organs are that color. Yes. That's yeah, how yeah. I feel. They're slick. They're slick to the touch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they were once firm and plump. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, did someone pour petrol on that? Yeah. Is there a bit of petrol in there? Yeah, shiny, shiny. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but thanks uh, for listening, guys. Uh, and we'll see you next week. Hope it's a good one. Enjoy, enjoy. Bye-bye. Bye. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.